Hey there, welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. The holidays are not easy for those of us affected by loss. Join Patty Luckenbach for Navigating the Holidays, a free, powerful workshop on Saturday, November 14th. Learn more at milehighchurch.org. And now, part five of Adventure in Faith 2020, Reflecting Our Hope with Josh Reeves and Michelle Madrano. So good morning. So grateful to get to share a message with you today. We get to do this every once in a while. So so grateful to do this today with you, Michelle. And we're wrapping up our Adventures in Faith series. The theme has been uh, certain faith, cultivating certain faith in uncertain times. They have been very uncertain times. They still are, but I think we have a little bit more clarity than we did through this five-week program. And just want to honor everyone who's led a small group, everyone who's participated in a small group, people who've gone on to the site and downloaded material or just been a part of the messages on Sundays or Wednesdays. It's been great to do this together. And it was so important to us, Michelle, to close with this idea of hope today. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in our teaching, um, we don't use the word hope a lot because we sometimes think there are words that are more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Optimistic. So if I said, I'm hopeful that such and such would happen, I might get the feedback, well, how about you say, I know this will happen, right. or I'm confident that this will happen. Mm-hmm. But for me, hope has more to do than just with optimism. Uh, for me, hope is an aspect of our souls uh, that is not affected by our surroundings or by the conditions that may be taking place in our world, but that is affected by our our spirit, that is informed by a higher power, a greater possibility that knows what can be in our lives. And the truth is for many of us, especially in challenging times, or say uh, if you're at home disappointed in election results, we have to move through a lot of layers of pessimism, of judgment, of fear and anxiety, of uncertainty to to find that hope within us. Uh, But what I've learned is when you can identify hope within you, even if it's the tiniest sliver uh, in the many layers of your being, and if you can learn to live from that hope, uh, to me it's like a creative wildfire in your life. When you unleash that hope, um, the world tends to lift up around you and we're able to transcend, even within ourselves, the challenges that may be. I, I'm always you know, thinking, especially during election time, when I'm unhappy with how things might be going, you know, I think of what Viktor Frankl said. He said, when you are challenged to change a circumstance, Exactly. You have to change yourself. Right. We have to go within and finding hope and practicing that. And what we're talking about today, reflecting hope, is all about that. And brought a quote from Ernest Holmes to share. He says, your hope lies in the fact that you can change these patterns. In other words, move past the pessimism or the judgment or the fear. Perhaps not in a moment or a day or a month or a year, but you can change them. This is not a process of merely making affirmations or holding thoughts. It is a gradual re-education of your whole mental reaction. It is a process of following the intuition back to the pattern of feeling toward it, of accepting it, and acting as though it were there. You know, our whole teaching is set upon this point that when we can begin in our own consciousness, not being affected by what's going on around us, that's where creation happens. That's where hope lives, and that's where we find a greater sense of unity, not just in our own lives, but in our our country. And so I'd ask you today, Michelle, you know, what is hope to you, and what is making you hopeful in this world today? 
Well, I resonate with everything that you've just shared and everything that you've shared from Ernest Holmes. And for me, what he's pointing us to is something that I've learned so much about being a part of this teaching. And not only uh, being a part of it and thinking about the principles, but actively living it out in my life, actively being a meditator, a one, a seeker, someone who's constantly seeking that connection to the inner life. And so I hear uh, what you're talking about and what Holmes is talking about, pointing us to the changeless, the changeless reality of our being versus the ever-changing landscape of the world. And so my ability to tune into that in my life when things are going great and when things are not going great has given me hope time and time and time again. And so I have right now uh, a huge amount of hope for our collective future, for humanity, for our planet, for all that's going on. And that may seem crazy and, and I recognize that an element that I sort of came into this life with somehow is that I've always been a pretty hopeful, optimistic, positive person. And it irritates people who know me well. <laughs> and, it, and, and I've been uh, criticized for it. You're too Pollyannish. You're too optimistic. You're too hopeful. And even now, with all we're going through on this planet, with, with uh, illness and with racial division and tension and, and with all this election season we've been in and even with the results, knowing that there are people in my world and in our world who are thrilled and people who are unhappy and feel hopeless, I still have great hope. And I have hope because of the changeless reality of being that I think is the undercurrent of all of this. And in looking back in history, and I know you're a great historian, you really do a, a wonderful job of bringing history so uh, powerfully and in a relevant way into your messages. Um, as I look back at my personal life and our collective life, we have never made huge, great change and evolutionary steps without huge breakdown occurring first. And the fact that there's so much breakdown in systems, and that breakdown looks like we're seeing systems that just clearly no longer work for us, that clearly have got to change for humanity to thrive. Systems about our ecology, systems about our economy, systems about our equality are calling us to change and be different than we've ever been before. And I notice in my own life, I don't often approach things with, you know, I, I think I'd like to make a change, a big change in my life. Usually the biggest changes come when something pretty drastic and profound happens and I have to be plunged into the darkness and even my hopelessness for a while, hopefully not for too long, and dance around in that a little bit and then find the fortitude to leash onto that changeless energy of beingness that I feel a little glimmer of hope and then it calls me to that big change. And I think humanity, we are right now in that little glimmer where we're being called to make big changes and that requires hope. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love what you said. I mean, my, that's my great hope is I believe in the fundamental good of people. Me too. Some it may take a little bit more digging to find <laughs> it, but I know that, that I'm responsible in my spiritual commitment to, to, bring, to bring hope forth. And so I love mm -hmm. that, that aspect. And I, I got to share with the congregation on Wednesday that you know, when something happens that disappoints me, I, I have three, three choices. One is to withdraw. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm moving to Canada. Uh, <laughs> another is to undermine. You know, I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to um, put 
uh, you know, in speaking politically, I'm going to put um, beating someone up or tearing someone down above the highest good for my right. country. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the most courageous thing to do, which is the hopeful thing, is to um, work for the highest good. You know, not, it doesn't mean that, that you have any illusions about uh, what is for you, but to continue to work towards the highest good. And I got to, you know, share Wednesday the, the state motto of South Carolina, which is, while I breathe, I hope. I love that. And, and it's so important, I think, for all of us um, as human beings, as political beings, you know, to remember that fundamentally we're, we're spiritual beings and that commitment to recognize that as long as we breathe like a flower blossoms or a tree apples, we have this gift of possibility within us to bring, to bring forth mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, as hopeful as we're talking, are there things in your life or that you see in the country or in the world, Michelle, that, that challenge your hope? Well, in my own life, I noticed that what I said earlier is that when challenge comes and I have to, I, I've been through some dark times, especially in the last months, and I've noticed that when I go through the dark night of the soul, I sometimes lose my hope in a really profound way. I really appreciate a couple times I've had conversations even with you where I'd be like, ah, and you're so calm and so loving and present to me, even when I'm in this, this place where I feel hopeless. And that to me is a, a good thing to have people around you, like friends who can say, it's okay, it's going to be okay. But I do notice that I get, I get hooked the most and have to sort of really facilitate myself back to hopefulness in my own personal darkness or when I look out and I see uh, so much div- divisiveness going on. And I feel, I, I, I get tempted into thinking, okay, can we really do this? Are we really on this path? Because I think the highest calling is exactly what you said. Our spiritual truths, our oneness has to prevail right now. And we can have differences and we can have preferences and we can wish that things would go a different way in our life or the collective life. But ultimately, when they don't, we have to step up to our higher self. And so I know that that's where I get the most tempted. Mm-hmm. I, get, I get going down that rabbit hole sometimes and have to really pull myself out and take some deep breaths and meditate and pray and send love and light to people that I disagree with or who are, who are um, peddling hopelessness on the news or on the, in media or on, on social media or calling me or sending me messages and they're just peddling hopelessness. I see no good at all in tearing people down, in tearing systems down, in fighting for lack and limitation. There is no good that can come of that and so it's challenging to be willing to step out of that at times and take the higher road. Yeah. Well, you know, I acknowledge your leadership. We're all spiritual leaders, and I don't think yeah. you mind me saying this, but you faced, uh, you know, in this time while we've been dealing with collective challenges, you've had uh, health challenges for members of your family, personal mm-hmm. health challenges that you had yep. to bring into balance and overcome. You lost uh, two of the most important people to mm-hmm. you in your life and yes. had to be in a high spiritual consciousness while honoring your grief and mm-hmm. finding that balance. And so I, I honor your ability uh, to do that and whatever's been going on in any of our lives mm-hmm. to um, hold that hope and that knowing even um, even when we're down, knowing there's a part of, of spirit that's always lifting us up too, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Jesus talked about this idea with his disciples of being as wise as a serpent and as soft as a dove. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we combine those two those two opposites? And I love how Martin Luther King Jr. translated that. He, he said, "For all of us, seek to have a tough mind." and a tender heart. Mm, And I really like that. Have a tough mind. Think critically. Use discernment. 
Don't have any illusions about struggles that may be going on within you or around you, but also keep faith, have that clarity of faith, and have that tender heart. Live from love. Be the first to forgive. Live from compassion. And he shares where we get mixed up is when we sacrifice one of those, when I have a, a, a tender mind and a tender heart. <laughs> I'm missing something. When I have a tough mind but a tough heart, I'm missing something. And so coming back into that balance, I think, is so important to have the clarity of our mind, yet the passion of our heart to be working for the greatest good as opposed to what our ego thinks might be best in that, in that moment. Because that's the, the problem with not living in oneness is the, the consequences for ourselves. We feel separated. Mm-hmm. We feel disconnected. And we lose that sense of spiritual trust that's within us and all around us, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We divide ourselves against ourselves. We divide ourselves against each other. We divide ourselves from our own inner, uh, inner sense of truth. And so I love what you're saying about Martin Luther King. Very powerful. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with this topic today of, of reflecting uh, hope, you know, in our teaching, we often say that, that life is a, a mirror to what's going on in your consciousness. And I think there's great truth to that statement. But I also think there's the opportunity for each of us to choose to reflect back the best we see in life. It's a challenge sometimes, but it's a powerful thing to do to say, I know I've been blessed enough to know there's an underlining and fundamental good in all of reality, even when it's struggling to shine through. Uh, So many of us have been blessed enough to know um, how uh, relationships have shown up for us, synchronicities in work and career, to know that there is a power greater than we are that's with us all of the time. And so especially in challenging times, to be willing to reflect that mm-hmm. is, is so important because if I'm not reflecting it, what am I doing? I'm deflecting it. I'm deflecting it into pessimism. Mm-hmm. I'm deflecting it into separation. I'm deflecting it into a toxicity that's not going to help me or anyone else around me. Again, tough mind, tender heart. Have that clarity and discernment and, and stand strong in what you believe, but be willing to believe in that spirit and that power uh, within you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've learned enough in my life to know that without hope, I am bound to my surroundings. I'm a slave to my surroundings. But with hope, not only can I transcend myself, but I can transcend and be a part of lifting up whatever's going on around me as well. Uh, You know, this election night, I couldn't continue to keep thinking about uh, a member of our board of trustees a mile higher here by the name of Joni Inman. So proud of of Joni. She made a decision to uh, run for office this year as uh, county commissioner in Jefferson County. It was so fun to see her on the ballot. And it's a great reminder, something I love about Mile High Church, is that we have great people in our congregation, uh, some who run as Democrats, some who run as independents, and some who run as Republicans. It's a good reminder that maybe going right down the ballot isn't the best judge of character. Right. Sometimes uh, that doesn't mean to vote for someone because they're a mile higher either. We should always check that out. But I was thinking about Joni and saw that she didn't quite get the votes that she wanted to to get elected and wrote her an email. And she just wrote me back this really sweet message that I wanted to share with everyone today. She said, I said, no matter the outcome, I could not lose because of all the people I would meet as a result of the experience. I don't regret running. I did something I'd never done before learned a lot, and made so many new contacts and friends. You go into these things knowing that you might not win, but you have to do it anyway. Because, friends, it's not about winning. It's 
not about who won, and it's not about who loses. It's about how do we collectively live in alignment with the possibility of hope in our hearts to bring it forward. Not attached to the outcome, but knowing by living from the possibilities within us, they can't help but actualize. And so for Joni that didn't show up in winning the election, but she's a winner. And she's courageous because she chose to put herself out there. Think of that in politics today, which means you you say yes to something and immediately you get shot at in some way, (laughs) shape or form. Uh, It takes a lot of bravery for our candidates to step out there, especially those who are trusting the process and willing to go with the flow. So I honor Joni and I, I honor everyone who ran both in our state and in our country. And I honor each and every one of you who are choosing to live from that place of possibility for the country and the world that you know is possible. And uh, I know, Michelle, you've got a few tips for us today to to help us in reflecting hope. I do. And I want to say, before I share these tips, that those of us who live out this spiritual teaching or who are hopeful most of the time like I am, sometimes might fall prey to uh, feeling there's something wrong with us when we feel that hopelessness come into our life, when we feel that sense of loss and fear. And I just want to say that an example for me of this is that uh, I have a phone and I have a computer and I have an iWatch and I've noticed that they all need upgrades a lot. Mm. And in the upgrading process, uh, it appears a lot of times as though the whole thing is crashing down so that it can be rebuilt. And I think that's, the, that's kind of the trajectory of the human soul, everything that you're talking about and we're talking about, that if, if a moment of hopelessness comes or a condition in the world comes that disappoints you or pulls you into the darkness as it has me, uh, do not think that that means something's wrong with you or that something's out to get you or that life, the universe doesn't support you. If that happens to any of us in our life, what that means is that we're normal. We're absolutely normal and that we're being called. We're being called to step up. We're being called to step up and bring our hopeful self, our, our awareness of the changeless reality of our being to that greater opportunity. And it's like a, an upgrade that we will get throughout our lives. And it's so frustrating and disappointing when I have to upgrade my devices because I'm so comfortable with where they are and how they're working. But I recognize how necessary it is for the evolution of those, those devices to happen. And the same is, I think, true of the human soul. Do they have that button to reboot friends on Facebook? (laughs) That would be nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) Let me just send you a little software upgrade. But I think that's what prayer is, isn't it? That's a software upgrade. It said love and light. But that that would be nice if we could. But, But what we get to do then is that we get to live a life where we have an undercurrent of of hopefulness by touching into that water of the changeless reality over and over again. And there are lots of things we can do to keep that that hope light burning in us. And so I do want to offer a couple of of tips. And of course, my first one is be a prayer, a meditator. Uh, Be someone who who is dedicated to relying on that changeless reality as it shows up in nature, as it shows up in, in our own inner spirit, as it shows up in music and art and all the beauty of our world, which I'll talk a little bit more about next week. But 
find ways to, to tap into that as often as possible, such that that is a reality of the soul. And then uh, there's a process that I've learned recently that uh, I've been using this last uh, few months to support me, and that is uh, three questions that I ask myself every night as I go to bed, and then I would love to offer them to you. I ask myself, and sometimes I ask them out loud to my husband. I, we haven't done it out loud every night, but it is fun as a couple to go through these questions at night before we go to sleep. I've really enjoyed it. So the first question is, what happened today that, that you were happy about? What went well today in your life? And then we've had a conversation, and it gives me hope to think about the things that really went well in my day, and what worked, and what, what went the way I hoped it would go, or even better than I hoped it would go. And it puts my mindset in that sense of hopefulness. And then I ask myself, what do I look forward to tomorrow? And I reflect a little bit about what I'm going to be doing tomorrow and what's going to be happening tomorrow and what do I look forward to, who I'm going to get to see or something I'm going to get to do or something that just feels like it's going to be very interesting and uplifting for me to experience. And then I ask myself, what do I want to dream about tonight? And so I might think about a person or a condition or something that we're working on or something that I'm excited about in my life. So what went well? What do I look forward to tomorrow? What do I want to dream about tonight? And those questions ca cause me to fall asleep on a hopeful nature versus those times in the past when I've fallen asleep dwelling on everything I, I was upset about or regretting or worried about or, or fretting about. And that influences my sleep time, which is just as important as my wake time. And so I find that it helps me to wake up then with those questions having been the last thing I did before I went to sleep. I find I wake up a little more optimistic and positive and a little more ready to go into the day. And that gives me a lot of hope. A lot of hope. Yeah, I love that. You know, spending that time to tune into our spirits when the yes. before the day has started or when it's it's done, and yes. to to rise above just the level of experience to get that level of hope, knowing, mm -hmm. you know, really and truly that there is, you know, a divine source downloading, yes, <laughs> you know, that exactly. extra information that we can project if we're willing uh, to go there. You yes. know, to go to that inner application and get that. I love that, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. So shall we do some prayer work? I think it's a great, All great right. idea. All right. So I'm going to do some prayer for us today to, uh, to invite us to affirm and embrace that, that hopeful nature that lives at the core center of us that is our truest self. And so I invite us just to go within and to breathe together and to feel the power of that breath moving in and out of our body temple that we are in that circulation of divine energy continuously, the breath reminds us of that. Because as we're sitting here in this space right now, there is an energy and a presence that exists in this universe and as this universe that is flowing freely and effortlessly through all things, through all beings, through all conditions, through all relationships, through all activities. It is the truest source it is at the very minutia of our universe and at the very huge, big entities that we see out there, planets and stars and galaxies, all of it is the same energy in motion just showing up in different forms. We recognize it as source, spirit, the infinite one, and it expresses most purely and clearly as love and light and wholeness abounding in this universe. This is the truth of what is so about our universe and our world 
individually and collectively. And I recognize that truth right now pouring through me as I speak this prayer. I am one in, with, and as this light. And I know this about myself. And so I also know that this is the truth of every being who hears this prayer. That right now, despite anything going on in the world, despite the country we live in or the, the way we choose to live our lives, the, the choices we make every day, despite our political affiliations, despite our religious convictions, we are one. We are sourced by the same source. The same river of life that feeds every American, feeds every being in France and Russia and Australia and Japan and every country on this beautiful earth. The same river of light that feeds us here at Mile High Church feeds every other church and temple and faith tradition of the world. The fountain of God, the fountain of good is plentiful and feeds and sources every river of life. And so we breathe into that and we recognize this for ourselves and for every other being on this planet. And we place our faith in this adventure in faith. We place our faith in that river within us. We breathe it, we drink of it in this prayer. And I affirm and accept that every one of us drinks of that river fully and completely right here and right now through this prayer time and through every step of our life this day and in the days ahead. And we affirm and accept this about ourselves and about every other being. Therefore, our hope, that spark that shines brightly through us, our hope and conviction our faith is placed in that light, in that love, in that joy that God is as us. And I accept and affirm this truth is ours right now with great gratitude. I'm so grateful to see this, to affirm this, to feel this and sense this and to accept this on behalf of everything and everyone. And with great love and gratitude in my heart, I simply release this prayer now into that law that makes it so. I have faith in these words. I have faith in that law. I have faith that it is done as it has been spoken. And so I let it go and let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.